0: Keyshawn J Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings
1: from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio. In my mind, I'm going to Carolina. Keyshawn's favorite new song that he first heard today. James Taylor sang it like nineteen seventy three. Very fitting as Baker Mayfield moves on to Carolina to the Panthers. We'll see where that goes. Man, a lot of people want to talk about that. We've got your calls at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Alan Hahn in for Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. But before we get back into the Baker and the NFL news uh, of the day, um, as we were talking about Zion Williamson uh, earlier in the show, turns 22 yesterday and signs a lucrative contract, a five-year contract. It's basically 193, but it could be up as much as $230 million um, by the end of it. A five-year deal. There's no player option in the fifth year. So he's locked in for five years in New Orleans. And I just look at it as, well, there's another one that got away. Because Hmm. when you look at it from a, from a, a big market perspective, whether it's the Lakers, whether it's the Knicks, you're always looking at the next star you can get. Well, the Lakers got that guy in Anthony Davis. He's the one that left New Orleans. And everybody figured, well, Zion can't possibly want to stay in New Orleans. And would New Orleans really lock in with him? But they do. So it's another one now to take off the list for the Knicks. And I'm looking at Donovan Mitchell. And will he force a way out? Rudy Gobert gets out of Salt Lake City. He goes to Minnesota. He's talking about winning championships now uh, with the Timberwolves. But nothing yet happening with Donovan Mitchell. And so this summer, (laughs) so far, Jay... For the Knicks, I just hear the pain in your voice. Go ahead. Has been Jalen Brunson, which all right, got a point guard. That's great, and you know kept Mitchell Robinson, added Isaiah Hartenstein, who's a nice backup center. But the best, the biggest thing that's happened for the Knicks this offseason, I'll say it, is that the Nets are blowing up their two stars, and they're not going to have those two guys. Uh, for the first, in the foreseeable future. That's the biggest thing that's happened for the Knicks, is they no longer have to have the shadow of the Nets with these two mega stars on their roster.
2: So, Han, I have to do this because, you know, we always talk, we talk a lot about the Lakers and teams in L.A. on the show, obviously Key's a Lakers fan, and we talk about Rich Paul and Clutch Sports and LeBron James and the influence of that entity over the organization. So that led me to think that, it feels like CAA, Creative Artist, Artist Agency, and the Knicks are a poor man's version of Clutch and the Lakers. And these ties are interesting. And this is why I feel like it is getting very, very close to the end for Leon Rose unless they get a guy like a Donovan Mitchell. Listen to these ties. So they brought Rick Brunson, who is a former teammate of mine with the Chicago Bulls, on staff, okay, mm-hmm. for the Knicks. So, Leon was Rick Brunson's agent at CAA before he left to become president of the Knicks. Leon Rose's son, Sam Rose, is now listed as the co-agent for Brunson at CAA, along with veteran agent Aaron Mintz, okay? So, it gets even deeper. The Knicks extended Julius Randle, a CAA client in the 2021 offseason. Obi Toppin is represented by CAA. Worth noting, he was a second or third player on various Knicks draft boards, so they felt they had to get him. I get it. But his value value was higher than the eighth pick. William Wesley, the Knicks' executive vice president and senior basketball advisor, previously worked as a consultant for CAA. The Knicks recently hired CAA client Gerson Rojas to be front office as senior basketball advisor. Like, the tie-ins are so deeply embedded into CAA, where it's just like, and you have so much money, wrapped up into Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. It feels like if we're at this point, if you're Dolan, you're at the top seeing all of this, this has to pan out. I mean, you made, you made the playoffs two years ago. Everybody was happy, even though people like us talked about, was it really sustainable? And then they didn't make the playoffs this year, and now not making a move to get a guy like a Donovan Mitchell, that player that everybody says fits into the culture of, of who this team is, are you thinking about Leon Rose? Like when is it when are we getting there to that point? Like how much more leeway does Leon Rose have, Key? I don't know.
3: You know, one of the biggest problems that they have in in terms of Leon Rose and, and how they're uh positioning the organization and structuring things, the big problem for them is they don't have the big enchilada. So when you don't have the big enchilada, you can't move pieces right. LeBron James is the big enchilada for Clutch. They can move pieces strategically to the Lakers. Now, unless CAA and, and, and company want to lend them, because Leon Rose isn't—he doesn't work for CAA anymore. Uh, so Rich Paul doesn't work for anybody but Rich Paul. He doesn't work for the Lakers. He doesn't work for the Clippers, the Atlanta Hawks. He works for his Clutch. So he can strategically move things around. When you talk about Leon Rose trying to take similar approach, right, by the way that they're structuring things, he doesn't have any clients like that. His clients are no longer his clients. So it's a huge difference, right? They only can try and lend on the relationships that they may have with CAA still, but does CAA have the type of client base that Clutch have in terms of star power? That's the only way I can see that thing working out
1: for them. They used to. You know, they had all those guys. I mean, yeah, you know, but you want, but you want used to or you want now? Well, I, I that's mm-hmm. my point though. And, and I think what Jay's saying is something that is the concern is that, you know, if, if you have, if you're building it that way through the relationships, well, Devin Booker, you know, like, do you sign or do you say, no, nah, I want to go to New York, right? Do, it, it, it's, I mean, Zion, do you sign or do you want, I don't want to go to New York. Um, Paul George, like like they have still star players. Let I me mean, say he's a, a major agency. So they have big no, names. No, no question about it. But, but they the, haven't had that where Anthony Davis went with clutch and said, I want out, but right, see, and then make it work. Mm-hmm. You just haven't had that. And Donovan Mitchell is you know, another one of those but, examples but of. But you, know, huh? you
3: say when you talk about clutch, mm-hmm. they don't work for the Lakers. Leon Rose works for the Lakers, I mean, works for the Knicks. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't. But you know how that goes. He, he has right? nothing exactly. to do with exactly. no. But he has Key, nothing to do with CAA anymore. Yeah, but no. he still does. Okay, he's deeply yeah, he
1: embedded. He represented with all so all those many agents. players.
3: It doesn't matter that the, those agents are going to send their players to whoever gives them the most money. Uh, they don't care. Like, where it's different. With Clutch because Clutch is making sure that their players are getting paid by those particular teams, well, I mean, I, so they're what, building those say, rosters.
1: You could say what you want about the Knicks. The one thing you'll never call them is cheap. I mean, they've been willing to spend like crazy. So it's not like I can't give you they, – you, you, they had it's, cap space. But they but it's couldn't not, get anybody.
3: But if, if Leon Rose was not running the Knicks – and he had – let's say, for instance, West was there and West was running the Knicks or West was still dealing with CAA. One of them was one place and one of them was another. Yeah. Then that can work. But the fact that you had a, a, a allegiance with CAA in the past, it won't work for him.
1: That's that, why they're struggling to, to all right, well, allure these big-time players. Yeah, that's a dangerous place. Let me ask you guys both this question because this is really – what Jay said is sort of like the summer kind of hinges now on – If Danny Ainge, who has put it out there that, no, 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 we're building around Donovan Mitchell, but then left the caveat of, but if we can get a deal Hmm. like we got for Rudy Gobert, maybe we'll listen. So Rudy Gobert is four first-round picks, three of them unprotected. And then they gave up players like Patrick uh, Beverly. Who was the other one, Jay? Uh, There's two two Beasley, right? Malik Beasley. Yeah, Yeah, Malik Beasley. Those are the two like rotation players that they gave up. But they didn't give up an all-star. They gave up the draft picks, the three unprotected. That's a that's a big deal. Now, the Knicks have tons of draft picks now. That's all they did. They didn't make a first-round pick on draft night because they collected more first-round picks. So would you, because I do think this is, you know, I've heard this has been debated, three unprotected firsts and a pick swap for a first for Donovan Mitchell. Not even a question. Could, would you do it? Yes. Because some people feel like, Rudy Gobert is a three-time all, you know, defensive player of the year. Like this guy impacts you. Is Donovan Mitchell a guy that comes into New York and gives you that kind of impact where you're willing to give up unprotected first-round picks?
2: Yes, because that would be my backcourt for the future. Alan, like him Jaylen and Rick Brunson, Brunson and Donovan Mitchell, yes. him and Rick Brunson would be a formidable backcourt against any backcourt in the
1: NBA. You think so? I think so. so Jalen Brunson six. Three? They,
2: they would be smaller on the smaller yeah. side, but they're dynamic. Donovan Mitchell, though, six, Jalen five. Brunson is smaller, but Jalen Brunson plays big because of oh, his talk. IQ. Mm-hmm. And Donovan Mitchell the same way. Like a, a lot of their work is done off ball screens. Will there be some questions around defensive liabilities because of lack of size? Sure. But I I, I, I still think that, that would be you – You're think all that would, in, though. I would be all in. All what in. are we waiting for? What are you waiting
1: for? That's what I've said. Why did you collect all these draft picks? What are you like? What other star do you think will be available? Would Zion maybe say, "I'm not signing"? Uh, I want to see what the market's like. Then you say, "Okay, we got all these draft picks. Let's make a deal for a guy like Zion." But that didn't happen. You know, Devin Booker. Maybe he would say, you know what, I want to try somewhere else. Sign a Supermax. He, he signed to Super. That's off the table. What other young star is still out there that you're like? Well, let's see what he does. Carl Anthony This Italian is the guy. Supermax. Yeah, he's out. Right. I mean, I mean, Donovan Mitchell already signed too. But they're in a. They're blowing things up there. The coach isn't there anymore. He has every right or every reason to look and say, this isn't what I signed up for. I don't want to be part of a rebuild. And maybe they move him. So that's the only one left at this point. You know, Bradley Beal, he's signed up. There's no one available now to to trade for unless, of course, you try to get Kevin Durant from the Nets. And we all know the last thing that Sean Marks wants to do is send Kevin Durant across the river. Like, that's not going to happen. So this is it. And, Alan,
2: you just had Quint, the, the relationship that Donovan Mitchell had with, and I noticed for a fact, with multiple assistants who are no longer there, which led to Quinn Snyder no longer being there. And I think yeah. Will Hardy – the new head coach for the Jazz, will be a good coach. But if you're Donovan Mitchell, you're saying, wait, I've lost people on my staff that I've really trusted. Johnny Bryant's with the Knicks now. Johnny Brown's with the Knicks. Here. Hey, that, that's a great tie-in. Okay, And, by the way, now you're bringing in a new coach. I know I'm under contract, but I'm watching all this other player movement. At least see what's out there. And if you're the Knicks, you got to come strong for something like this because Danny Ainge is already on the fringe about going through a complete rebuild. And if mm. I'm Donovan Mitchell, after like seeing the runs that we made or the lack thereof, I don't want to go through a rebuild right now. I
1: don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah, it, it is definitely something. I, I'm with you, Jay. I do feel like if there is a deal to be made, you have to do it. You have to do it because if you don't, you're right. The clock, I believe, is probably already ticking, but it'll tick a lot faster. If you get to the regular season and he ends up, let's say he ends up in Miami, Oh, forget oh. it. Now you know that oh, don't seat let gets Pat up. Riley
2: snatch him. Then the, the, guy the, been, the guy should have been the guy should have been running the Knicks
1: organization from the beginning. Don't let that happen. Oh boy! All right, eight 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 ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six for those who want to. Comment on this. We got more to get to, of course. Keyshawn J. Will and Max Talonhan in for Max. The road to the rematch is on as bantamweight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunez go head to head as coaches on the historic 30th season of the Ultimate Fighter. Stream the series now exclusively on ESPN Plus. Sign up now at ESPN all right, let's get back. The Browns to the... just
4: needed to get this done. There was no way they wanted to start training camp with Baker on the
3: roster. Props, major, major props to the Carolina Panthers. They have needed a quarterback. It was clear that Sam Darnold was not going to be the answer.
1: As I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> let's get back into the Baker Mayfield conversation. To do that, let's talk with Emmett Golden. He is the co-host hey, of Next Level on ESPN 850. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Jay? I don't know. It's from a movie. You got your
3: I, I wish,
2: Goldie? Yes. What's going on, guys? How's it going? What's up, brother?
1: So, all hey, right.
4: hanging in there, not a whole lot going on in Cleveland, you know, like normal. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Very quiet, I imagine. What is the reaction, though, as the, the, the trade was made? And we've got we've taken some calls from from Ohio and some people who are you know glad he's gone. I actually took a call yesterday on, on my show, Emmett, where somebody said the the Browns they're going to they're going to ruin the day that they they screwed up that they should have they should have stuck with Baker. What is the mood right now in Cleveland?
4: Uh, it's a mixed bag. There are I, I was a little surprised as the breaking news happened here in Cleveland. A lot of the people that called in you know, kind of had the attitude of good riddance, which I was surprised because I know Baker had a ton of support during his time here in Cleveland. Now, maybe we just heard from the vocal minority, but there were a lot of folks that called my radio show yesterday and just, you know, said, hey, he wasn't very good. The Browns roster and the, the makeup of the team is what really helped him shine. Um, so that was, at least from the phone standpoint. Now, on social media, a lot of people have some very nice things to say and tributes um to to baker but to your point about the browns will you know rule the day next year listen baker's gonna ball next year there's no doubt about it right we know who baker mayfield is when his back's against the wall when he feels disrespected he comes out and plays well he just isn't consistent i don't know what he's gonna do two years from now or three years from now but i expect baker to play well in carolina next season
3: well it was about time they got the deal done you know I mean, I just felt like that they could have did this a long time ago, made this work. They didn't want to part ways without some compensation. Baker didn't want to take a reduction in pay. But I I felt like they should have done this, taking care of business a while ago. They probably could have got more out of it if they would have in terms of compensation. Now that the page is turning for Baker Mayfield, What do you think his relationship will be inside that locker room in Carolina, knowing that he kind of left a little bit of bad blood, so to speak, in the Cleveland Browns locker room?
4: I certainly hope he learned from his experience, you know, in the Browns locker room. I expect him to walk in and put his head down and work, because he has to, you know. At this point, if he wants to go on and be one of the quarterbacks, you know, top ten guys, and money-wise anyway – you got to go out there and perform. You can't get caught up in the other guy's contracts and, oh, I don't like the play calls that the, the, the coach Because You can't do that. He has to walk in there, put his, you know, put his blinders on, be a good teammate, and just try to build some equity with the team because he lost it really fast here in Cleveland, and hopefully that's a learning experience. And he knows, you know what, uh, relationships are very, um, you know, very fragile. And you got to take care of them, And hopefully that's something he learned during this time here in Cleveland.
2: I mean, Denar Lowski is saying that by adding the 2020 version of Baker Mayfield that the Panthers are a playoff team. What do you think about that? And do you think we will see the 2020 version of Baker Mayfield?
4: Yeah, I don't know if they're a playoff team, but I do expect Baker to play well. I mean, that's just his M.O. Look at his career. Rookie year, great year. Second year, bad year. Third year, great year. Fourth year, bad year. So he's on the upswing, and I fully expect him to play well. You know, look, Baker Mayfield is not a bad quarterback. He's just not a great quarterback and the Browns had an opportunity to get a great quarterback and they took it. Uh, It's a cold world. You guys know how pro sports are, you know, Mm -hmm. no hard feelings. It is what it is. Teams are always looking to upgrade. And that was the lesson that Baker uh, learned this season. But yeah, I expect him to play well. He's not, he's not a bad quarterback. He's better than Sam Darnold. I can tell you that much.
3: Can we just assume he's better than Sam Darnold? Or do we know that for a fact? I mean, I'm saying this, and I know it sounds like a USC homer whenever I speak of Sam Darnold because he went to USC. But I am nowhere near a homer for any Trojan players. If they good, they good. If they bad, they bad. I can't just assume that Baker Mayfield is a starter because when I look at Baker Mayfield, he had two years with two bum coaches in Hugh Jackson and Freddie Kitchens. He got one year under Kevin Stefanski in 2020. Went to the playoffs. Then last year, obviously, with well-documented, a lot of injuries caused a lot of different things. But his team was also better. Where Sam Darnold never, ever had an opportunity in New York with that coaching staff. But he got Matt Rule this year past season. First four or so games, he looked like a different quarterback. Or are we sure that Baker's going there? And because he can't go there and just be penciled in as a starter. That won't fly in the locker room. He's got to have some competition. Do we know, though? That he'll beat Sam Darnold out.
4: Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm a lot closer to Baker Mayfield over his career than I have been Sam Darnold. Um, I think you, I, I really think you can, because I don't think you make this move. If if they felt like Sam Darnold was good enough to be the starter, then he should be the starter. But they drafted a quarterback. They essentially drafted his replacement, and then they went and brought in another, you know, quarterback, a guy who was picked ahead of him in the draft, so to me, the writing's on the wall that they're not very happy, you know, with Sam. And sure, you're right, with there has to be some competition. You can't just give the job. But uh, from time to time in pro sports, competition isn't always real, if you know what I mean. You know, it's, it's kind of a, yeah, there's a competition going on, but we know who we want to win this competition, and I think the Panthers want Baker Mayfield to line up week one against the Browns, under center for the Panthers.
1: We're talking with Evan Golden from ESPN Cleveland, and the Browns moving on from Baker Mayfield means now, of course, they've got to figure out what they're doing in their quarterback position. Deshaun Watson obviously is the player that they want as QB1, but we don't know uh, what type of suspension he's going to face, if at all, for this season until the NFL decides to announce that. With that in mind, it's now Jacoby Percet as your QB2 who would have to start? Is that really where they're at, and how comfortable are they playing? What could be at some some reports say it could be the whole season without Deshaun Watson?
4: Yeah, yeah, that, that's their plan, and you know it might be, and I'm sure it might take people back. Like your plan is Jacoby Brissett, even if it's the entire season. Huh. You know, you look back at last year, the Browns were in it the whole season, as far as you know the playoffs were concerned. The only thing they needed. Was average quarterback play. And I think Jacoby Brissett can not lose games for you. You got a great roster with the Cleveland Browns. And obviously, if they're going to be Super Bowl contenders, then they're going to need a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. But if they want to be in it and and still have a shot to make the playoffs, I think Jacoby could get you there uh, just by protecting the ball and making the right play um baker was very loose with the ball turned it over a lot last year wasn't accurate and i think that jacoby will be accurate and, and he will protect the ball and you can hand hand the ball off to nick chubb kareem hunt amari cooper is out there and that defense is greatly improved and it was pretty good last year so i think they they plan on walking in there with jacoby for forever long deshaun watson is suspended and they believe that he gives them a chance to win every week
3: yeah i don't know emic uh Golden joining the show on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max this morning. I have no idea why people act as though Jacoby Berset can't play football anymore because they decided right. to do something different in Indianapolis. Doesn't mean anything. Best roster he's ever been on right now is the Cleveland Browns. I clearly have been telling the guys for, for months that if, for whatever reason, Deshaun's not able to take the field this year, The Jacoby Brissett is more than capable of holding things together for the Cleveland Browns. It's just, I I see it. I, I know what he could be with the type of talent around him. I'm not saying he's a Super Bowl MVP caliber quarterback or anything like that, but he certainly could put them in a winning category and be very competitive within the division.
4: Yeah, and that's what made last year so frustrating. It's like, man, you got a really good defense, a generational pass rusher in Miles Garrett, one of the top corners in the league, and Denzel Ward. And you got two great backs, a wonderful offensive line. The passing game from a receiver standpoint could have improved a little bit. And I think we, we see that they went and did that this year. You know, a lot of times you just need a guy to not lose the game, and I'm confident that Jacoby will make the right reads and he'll get out of bad plays. And if there's no, no one open, he'll throw it away instead of forcing it. And, I mean, I think people will be surprised how far that can get you when you play complementary football, and the Browns are designed to do just that.
1: Emmett, thanks so much for the insight. Appreciate you, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. All right, All right, Emmett. Emmett Golden, again, co-host Next Level on ESPN 850 in Cleveland. So coming up, we continue the conversation about this because the Panthers now have two of the five quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round of the 2018 draft. Which one of those guys will be the starter week one against? That's right, the Cleveland Browns. We'll talk about that next. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max Allen Hahn in for Max. ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
4: Browns just needed to get this done. There was no way they wanted to start training camp with Baker on the roster.
3: Props, major, major props to the Carolina Panthers. They have needed a quarterback. It was clear that Sam Darnold was not
2: going to be the answer.
1: Keyshawn J. Will, Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. to Talon Han, I'm in for Max. The you Baker Mayfield you. story you has... A lot of people talking. Calls have been going all morning long. And 888-ESPN, 8 8 888-729-3776 8 8 8 for those who want to join the conversation. But right now, let's bring in mm-hmm. Sam Ocho, our ESPN football analyst, to discuss this and more with us. Good morning, Sam.
2: Hey, what up, y'all? <laughs> what up, Sam? I am. Hey, what up, you What up, Jay? How you doing there, sir? <laughs> I'm doing
0: well.
1: It's formal morning. Uh-huh. Formal. Oh, hi, hi, sir. How, uh, Sam? How surprised were you to hear that it was Carolina that made the trade for Baker Mayfield?
0: Uh, I, I was. I wasn't overly surprised. Just because. I mean, we we've been talking about this for weeks and for months, and you hear some people say, "Oh, maybe Seattle." You hear some people say, "Maybe Carolina." And I was looking at it like, "Man, Carolina needs to win. They need to win now." Uh, Matt Rule knows that he needs to win, and he needs to win now. You keep on losing. They've had five wins. Last season, five wins, the season before. Even before Matt Rule got there, five wins. I don't care about feelings, emotions. If you keep on losing, you will get fired. And so Scott Fitterer, the GM, Matt Rule, the head coach, had to make a move, and I'm glad they made this one.
3: But is it the right move, Sam? Because you've been inside the locker rooms, having played in college and, and played in the pros in Chicago. You And I, I'm trying to get the guys to understand the side with me on this. You cannot hand a job. To a guy, just based on saving your job, because that will affect the locker room as a whole. So I think, and we don't know if he's gonna. We we think he might beat out Sam Darnold, but we don't know. What if they gave the job to Baker Mayfield, just handed it to him? What would happen to that locker room?
0: Well, Keith, here's the great thing. You know, just like anybody else, and Jay, Will, Al, we all know this. They're not handing anyone any job. This is going to be a competition. And as you know, Keith, uh, Jay, everybody, competition breeds excellence. And so I think not only are we going to get the best out of Baker Mayfield competing, you're not giving a job competing, I think we're going to get the best out of Sam Darnold too, right? You, I've been in locker rooms. I've played, okay, man, I'm trying to make, make the roster, be the starter, get more playing time, get more reps. You have to compete. And so the more competition you bring in, the more it sharpens you as a player. It sharpens you mentally, right? Even this little down swing, whatever you want to call it that Baker had last season, like I'm not gonna say he was competing with himself, but like that makes you somehow you either get better or you get worse. And I feel like Baker Mayfield not only got has gotten healthier, but I think somehow you're gonna have to get better from what happened last year. And so of course, yes, if you just hand him the job, of course he's gonna be like, nah, man, why isn't Sam Darnold getting more reps? But that's not what's going to happen. They're going to compete, and then we'll see who comes out on top in that competition.
2: Sam, I am curious from, the, from a player's perspective, and Key and I were talking about this earlier in our show. If you were Baker Mayfield and you found out that you're going to the Panthers after you take your physical, what would be the first couple of steps that you would take in order to set the table differently with maybe how things were perceived about you coming from Cleveland?
0: Man, so first of all, great question. The first thing I'm doing is I'm getting in that playbook, right? Like, I'm getting with Ben McAdoo, who's a new offensive coordinator. People um, people think that, oh, man, we've been so far behind. Man, that's a new offensive coordinator. So, like, everyone's learning a new offensive system. So, if the first thing I'm doing is I'm getting with him, and I'm learning the playbook. The second thing I'm doing is I'm getting with my receivers, right? Obviously, you know, OTAs are ended. minicamp is over. Training camp starts in three weeks. So, some guys might be – training on their own or maybe a quick vacation before you you know, get back on it. But I'm learning the playbook first. So I'm taking care of me first, and then I'm getting with my guys, my O-line, number one, my receivers, number two, uh, because because I don't care starting job, not – you have to go and learn the plays. you got to go and learn these plays. You, you, you've been working out, you've been throwing, you, learn the plays, and then you can learn your receivers and how they like to run their routes.
3: Damn, they in trouble. I didn't really. I forgot Ben McAdoo's was the offensive coordinator. Over there. You said they were in trouble, Keith. <laughs> it's funny. Fourteen to fifteen. Fourteen to fifteen. I mean, it was all offensively top ten uh, I'm not saying
0: as a head coach, as an offensive coordinator. No, he, I'm not he's actually go on the Ben McAdoo train right
1: now. Yeah, he's had success as a coordinator. There's no doubt about that. We're talking with Sam Macho, uh, but Sam, I, I thought one of the things you would say first thing I would do is hit up Robbie Anderson. Like, let's just make sure we get this thing taken care of right from the start even though Robbie Anderson went to Twitter and said don't don't I-, I love the fact that he said don't everybody you know push this narrative that I'm against Baker and he's like I don't have an issue with him stop trying to uh, paint a narrative and it's like uh, Robbie you're the one with the paintbrush like you're the one that made all yeah. those comments but that that's yeah. something to do as well right knowing like a key pointed out in Cleveland, He had some clear, you know, issues personality-wise with some of those wide receivers. So whether it's DJ Moore, whether it's Robbie Anderson, whether it's Christian McCaffrey, like, do you think he's got to make a connection to teammates so he dispels whatever uh, perception of him is coming over? It's not
3: going to matter. We already we already know what he is.
1: So his reputation precedes him, regardless of what he does.
3: We already know because we Sam (laughs) noticed we in Miami together. We hanging out. OBJ telling me what time it is, Landry that told me, Higgins that told me on the sidebar, C.D. Lamb probably that told me something from college, you know, Hollywood Brown probably. Not. I mean, so everybody that already kind of told me what he is. So my mind is already there. I already know what he is. I can see it. What, what, I, what I will say to that point is,
0: so, no, Alan, you can't just come in and say, hey, this is me. Like, trust has to be built over time. And, yes, mm-hmm. he makes a point. Like, there, they, you, you watch TV and you have a perception of Baker Mason. I ran into Baker a couple uh, months ago or something. The perception I had seeing him in real life was way different than what people talk about on TV. And so, if I'm Robbie Anderson, who's like this might be your new quarterback, right? Robbie Anderson said, hey, I was just defending my quarterback in that tweet. I wasn't throwing shade. I was just defending my quarterback. This might be your new quarterback. So, if I'm Robbie I'm saying, okay, let's just all start from a fresh start, right? Baker Mayfield can't just come in and say, hey, I'm going to try and dispel whatever uh, perception you have of me. No, that takes time. That's trust. It takes days, weeks, months, years. Um, You think about Cooper Cup, what he did with Matthew Stafford. As soon as Matthew Stafford signed, they were together building trust. And all of a sudden, Cooper Cup wins the Triple Crown. And so, what Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore (laughs) need to do, right? And and they got a, a, a rookie. Terrence Marshall, or second-year mm-hmm. player, Terrence Marshall at LSU, who's supposed to be solid. All of them need to get with Baker because their success is tied with Baker's success. Buff what the media says. Buff what TV says. Buff what, Ray, buff what anybody outside of that what locker the problem, room says. But the problem right? with
3: that, though, Sam, is they can't get with him because you're getting ready to alienate the quarterback that was just there when Sam. you try to befriend mm-hmm. another quarterback. So you naturally got to let it so take its course.
1: So awkward. Key, You're, you're a
0: receiver, Key. So you've been in this position with one quarterback, different quarterback, you play with with many quarterbacks. What would you do if they, you had a guy who was your starter, your, your Robbie F., your whatever, who's your team. You had a dude who was your starter. They trade for somebody else. They're going to be competing. This might be the guy in the future, right? It's not given to them. What do you do as a receiver with a new quarterback who just got traded for it?
3: Well, that so two things. I've gone through this twice in my career. I've gone through it with the New York Jets when – We had Glenn Foley, which I was close to, close to his wife and him. And then we brought in Vinny Testaverde. And I practiced with both of them, did with both, balled out with both. It was the decision of Bill Parcells to go with Vinny Testaverde instead of Glenn Foley. It wasn't, that wasn't my decision. It was his decision. I was going to do my part. Then I had it again in Tampa Bay. Sean King was my quarterback the next year. It was Brad Johnson. But I clearly knew they were bringing in Brad, which was a better quarterback. So I already knew that You know, my relationship with Brad was going to be that. My relationship with Sean was going to change on the field, but not off the field. But I already knew. I'm like, they're bringing in Brad Johnson. Sean King is toast. They're not bringing in Brad to be a backup. Mm. This is a different level because in my eyes, both of these quarterbacks are on the same level. He is not – Baker Mayfield is not head and shoulders above Sam Darnold. There's no question about that. And so I'm just playing it both in the middle, really, to be honest with you, because it's not my call. I'm going to do mine either way. No matter if you throw it to me or they throw it to me, I got to do it.
1: Hopefully That's that it. answered you. That, that, that dynamic is going to be really interesting to follow. Sam, unfortunately, we got to leave it right there. So, But it's always good to ke- uh, catch up with you. Thanks so much for the time. Awesome, awesome. All right, Sam Macho, ESPN football analyst. It's coming up, should Notre Dame join the Big Ten with all this movement of all different schools, moving conferences and whatnot? Notre Dame is a team that is still independent. Keyshawn doesn't think the Big Ten is the right fit. He'll tell you <laughs> why next. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
7: legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Allenhan in for Max. Key started out the show asking me how my 4th of July was, and I'm like, that was like five days ago. I don't remember. But now that I've been thinking about it, Key, I do know that over the weekend we had some great weather in New York, and I was like, I was out in the sun a lot, and I, I realized I probably did not tan enough because you didn't compliment me at all on, you know, my skin tone.
3: No, no. But I tanned. I got darker. I'm starting to peel Jeez. all of a sudden, too, Jay. Starting to peel around my face. I'm starting to peel on my back a little bit because um, I was out in the desert. I went to Arizona for Fourth of July weekend.
2: How hot was it out there? 1- the I, think it, what? Yeah, what I, I think it got up to one to the desert
1: in July. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
3: I think it got up to one eleven, but we, it was cool. Ooh, it was fine.
2: It was fine.
1: It was the opposite. Jay of the like pool. no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't
2: fine to me. Dry. So did no, you stay but, indoors not, the whole that time? That like, what you no, How did I, you swear, get
3: I swear to I was outside. I was in the pool. I was having fun. I swear to you, Jay, it wasn't as it wasn't as miserable as you'd think. Okay. It was it was hot. It's a dry. But heat. the pool made it you know, the pool made it great, plus we had the Mr. You know, the Mr. Fan thing he's blowing <laughs> over our head. But see, key so um,
2: just the heat on the pavement Why itself, are you laughing? The why heat are you laughing? on the pavement itself makes my feet, makes my hands. Some of the
3: people, though, some of the people.
2: I just want to know, man. I, I,
3: I Look, I'm going to make you uncomfortable, but you're going to answer this regardless.
1: You don't I just want to know.
3: I just want to know, though. What? Yo people. Not my people, but your people. Who when you I say to? your people, I'm being I mean, like talking Caucasians, to you. Yes. Ah, Alan yes, What makes them think? I'm generalizing here. Walking on the hot pavement around the pool at 110 mm. degrees is okay from one side to the next. No shoes on. It. Is, I'm at the resort, and I'm just looking. And ain't like I got my whole wife with me. And We're I'm all like, doing why? hot foot. Hold I asked my wife, Keep I said, why do y'all do that stuff? Keep can't you <laughs> fry eggs on the pavement in
2: Arizona? What am I missing in July?
1: Yeah, is, I don't,
3: um, man, you had to see it. It's They it's, were I'll walking what, around.
1: It's the best dance we've ever done. Uh, no, they it,
3: were not it, running. It is, I'm talking about like normal, like walking fast. Yeah, no, I fast. And it hurts.
1: no, no, you ever like, see a dog do walk on like with? hot pavement? And they like lift, lift the paws up real quick, like that's man, I, it is a so, genetic defect. It is one of those things you don't ever think defect. about until you are walking. You're like, oh damn. Like it's hot, and you're like, "Why aren't you wearing, you know, slides or something?" And you just don't think about it. Yeah, my dogs, my dogs went with us, Jay, and I had to walk
3: them outside a couple of times. You talking it? about running mm-hmm. to it in the nearest grass? Get
2: this <laughs> oh, <my goodness laughs> over, get me back in this AC
1: ASAP. Right, where's the, where's the,
2: where's He's the like, fan Man. with the Mister? Come Man, on, it usually takes you thirty <laughs> minutes to pee, but we all did this in ten seconds.
3: Oh, it was the funniest thing ever watching the dogs try and to go to the going, going room. to the desert,
1: just sitting under a fan <laughs> with a Mister. Excuse me, Dougie Fresh. Keyshawn J. Will and Max Allen on in for Max. Presented by Progressive Insurance. I, said, I don't like talking over this kind of music because it's just too damn good.
3: What, what is this it kind is of music? ESPN?
1: This kind, like, like old school. The good it. kind. That's what I mean by this kind. Mm-hmm. Not you mistaking mm-hmm. James Taylor for country music. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing.
3: If that, man. if that wasn't country that I heard, going I'm embarrassed back to for you. Carolina, it's called fo- it's folk. It's folk music, not country music.
2: You said pop music earlier. Now it you're
1: was using well, folk it was music.
2: considered
1: at the
3: time. Somebody now it's on in Twitter. The you didn't say. Somebody got on Twitter. Somebody got him on Twitter. To him him on Things Twitter. changed,
1: Jay. It was at the time popular music. Therefore, you shortened it to pop. Who said music. it was popular? I didn't say it was popular. Uh, the majority. Those people who what people the majority the people that decided it the billboard who, the ones who want billboards
3: <laughs> yeah right the masses That's i always people buying record like albums
1: <laughs> no i always think of oh, stuff did like you that. you have like, that 45 man it was great who said
3: <laughs> it was popular
1: music it was the what, billboard what top you, what 100 to me i, I it wasn't to you because you were an infant Oh, God. You know, I need to know if you think this is a popular opinion. So we've seen a lot. The right, Transfer wait, hon, Portal. real quick.
6: I'm Whoa. sorry. Before we get oh, there. We're, in, we're interrupted. Yes. Literally, because we found a soundbite from the uninterrupted Instagram of J-Will. And it is the most incredible piece of audio I've ever heard. So we need to you need Why to do you guys that.
2: keep sabotaging me?
6: Oh. Hold on. Listen. I, I'm going to hit play now. Thanks.
2: I used to talk with a little bit of a slur. And... When I got at ESPN for my first three years, they had me work with a broadcasting coach. And he had me take my index finger and my middle finger and put them on my teeth like this, and rest my tongue in between my two fingers and make these sounds as warm-up exercises for my voice. And they went something like this. Ha! 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 Awkward. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin.
1: <laughs> 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 Billy, you're so stupid. <laughs>
2: this, is, this is ESPN fault. Thank, yes, thank, thank you, Thank you, Jordan. Okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. <laughs> Key, you know what this is. No, I don't. You don't? You no. didn't have you when you when I first came here. Nope. ESPN My- had me work with no. a guy named Arthur Joseph. No, 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 no. Don't you, you always can, do that. What? You I can suck. say the man's name.
4: <laughs>
2: and he made me do all these warm-up exercises. My man, Jerry Madeline, Wait. who used to work here, he said, have me do bed? this every damn day because I spoke Wait. too fast. Wait, don't I spoke from my throat, not my Wait. stomach. Wait, Jay. Unbelievable, though. Because what? What the reason I... That?
3: The reason, to, no, Jay, about. Jay is 100% correct. I didn't have to do it at ESPN. So my agent, Jerome Stanley, had me doing it in college, right? Because I was a broadcast journalist major, the whole deal, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, he worked with all the, the, the greats, whatever the case may have been. He had me go to the dude's studio yeah. in Hollywood, Jay. <laughs> and I, I said, Jerome, I don't speak like that, man. I'm not changing the way that I talk. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be on the 6 o'clock news at the desk. From a desert to the sea and all around uh, Southern California, here's the latest at 11. No, whatever comes out of my mouth, that's who I want to be. And so, I've experienced the Arthur Joseph.
2: <laughs> la, 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 la. Okay, you know, it's so nasty, too, the first time he is shaking everybody's hands and he put his two, I was like, yo, wash your hands. Oh. <laughs> Warm, ah, warmth warmth is how do up. It in warm. how about your up voice. Kate, I'm talking <laughs> about before games on college game day with 30,000 damn fans, and the mic is attached to the speakers, and all the executives at ESPN be like, Yep, it, 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 there you go, Jay. Time to get warmed, get loose. <laughs> it's a, hey, I, all I can tell you.
7: Awkward.
3: All I can say is it's a hustle for everybody oh, out man. here, man. <laughs>
1: Do you do that anymore from that Sick. one? They they you one. Not, do you not do that anymore?
2: No. Oh, God. It's just the yeah, way weird. I talk.
1: It's It just sounds like you're saying my last name, to be honest with you. I'm going to do That's that. I'm going to start, I'ma start <laughs> a class.
2: It's my German side. Now that,
3: I, now that I've been in this thing as many years as I've been in I'm going to start a class for everybody that wants to you should. get into broadcasting. Mm-hmm. They can come meet with me, and I'm going to tell them, say, la, 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 just change your voice, <laughs> just – Use before. your chords okay, a little bit. Already, you, know? you already
2: got the the coaches uh, seminar. I mean, the coaches talk. You got that down. Let me translate what this coach is really saying here.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help the broadcasters out too, and see how that helps yeah. their career.
2: We'll, we'll send that down to Change. Carolina because Bob McAdoo <laughs> can use some help in that category. Wait, is this something <laughs> that you forgot that you've done? Well, <laughs> no. I mean, I did that like two and a half months ago, and I saw they just posted it yesterday. But knowing. Wait, you did what two and a half months ago? Well, it was just—it was a thing like that mad had ah! asked me to do. Damn! Oh, <laughs> Jesus, boy! You this is a
1: segment on how to drive listeners away. Just keep playing the most annoying sound possible. Good job, crew! Over and over again.
3: Arthur Joseph was a I'll piece of work, boy.
2: God.
1: So, did nice you guy, really though. do that, though? I—I I did it for yes. a straight up
2: year. So, not only did I do it, Dan Steer. Who was my boss? Where did you do it? Used to make me do it. What? Yeah, for his own
1: entertainment.
2: Daily. Where did you do it? I mean, I did it before I went on every show, I did it as warm up exercises before I (laughs) spoke in the morning. What was that supposed to accomplish? Keys, Did it help you? Do, do you think? Do you think <laughs> what, what you've been here?
3: What thirteen years now, Jay? Yeah,
2: like fourteen years. Yeah.
3: So you think you think that helped you for your
2: fourteen years here? <laughs> hey, if it helped me with my boss's key, it helped my ass. Okay. It just hey, that's okay. what I'm saying. It was mandated K- from the top down. So I, I personally, I, support- K, I'm I don't need think you to try that- it. I don't think your
1: voice changed. You you still speak the same to me, but okay. I think we should all together, as an exercise, just do it together. Alan, have you ever tried it? Let's do it together. You ready? No, no,
2: I want to hear you try it.
1: Let's all do it together. Ready? I've done it enough. Ah!
0: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.